This portion of the John DePietro Show, it's brought to you by Lawn Doctor, your best lawn ever guaranteed. And I can tell you with my own experience what a fantastic job they did and have done with my lawn. The easiest thing to do is log on to their website. It's LawnDoctor.com. LawnDoctor.com. Put in your zip code, your best lawn ever guaranteed it's lawn doctor of rhode island you can call them 401-392-1025 but log on to their website lawndoctor.com you're listening to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website dipetro.com you know all the talk about right now in the debt ceiling and the budget and the negotiations and everything that's that's happening right now what is um is really incredible when you think about it is the amount of wasted spending that goes on in the state the um i mean especially rhode island just has so much wasted spending the amount of money that they fly through think about it so much that governor mckee is now going to pay the rent of some of those people that are going to live at Motel 6. The fact of the matter is there's there's way too much spending. There's way too much spending in, in the government, and there's certainly so much abuse. You could slice so much of the spending that goes on in the state house right now. Um, there's just such a waste and a big problem that is not addressed is governor mckee he doesn't know what it's like to even attempt to have a budget uh, that's responsible in any way because you know we we know part of inflation is just there was just way too much money in the economy uh, between when you go to the grocery store to look at just what still housing is is going to it's far too much of it uh, but we we don't have i don't believe we have uh, the proper person in charge Gov- governor mckee is just completely along for the ride as we've talked about and he is certainly not going to be the one to rein in some of this outrageous spending that goes on so i want to just play this piece on Good Morning America about the debt ceiling. To walk everybody through the consequences. Yeah, George, so let's break this down. The consequences would ripple through the entire economy. One of the biggest impacts would be jobs. If the government defaults for just one week, 1.5 million jobs could be lost. Unemployment could soar to 5%. The industries that would be hardest hit would be financial services, construction, manufacturing, hospitality, and retailing. And the longer it takes leaders to make a deal, the worse it gets. Take a look at this. At two months, 7.8 million jobs could be lost. Unemployment would soar to nearly 8%. Job losses would then be widespread across all industries. So we're talking about your 401k being hit hard. The stock market would plunge. It would cost more money to borrow money, and mortgage rates would then soar. George, leaders on both sides of the aisle agree on one thing. They do not want any of this to happen. But the more they wait, the more they put the economy at risk, George. You know, think of locally. Governor McKee used taxpayer money to buy votes with state workers. He did. That was his attempt, and it worked, by the way. He used taxpayer money. If people wonder if there's too much money floating around, think right now the state's going to use taxpayer money to pay the rent for at least 100 people, if not more. The list is going to climb. Someone was telling me yesterday it's going to be closer to 300 people. The state's going to pay their rent simply because they choose not to work. Now, what does that tell you? It tells you there's too much money. You shouldn't be wasting money on that. Governor McKee gave each Providence teacher a $3,000 bonus, and they endorsed Nelly Gorbea to just to try to buy them off. Governor McKee gave the state police $3,000 bonuses. Um... So they'll wear their body cameras, even though it makes no sense and they're supposed to. You just introduce it as part of the job. And with all of the state workers, he gave 
gave out millions taxpayer money in bonuses to try to buy people off to vote for him. He thinks nothing in everything right now in the economy is he gives out the loans. The government gives out the grants. You're a small business. You need money. You need funding. You go to them. It shouldn't be set up that way. It should be set up that it's set up through the through the private sector. Notice how they were interfer- interfering. They're still trying to pick, as they say, winners and losers, which the government should not, the state government, should not be involved with anything like that. You don't hear about any cuts at the state house. We are leadership right now in the state um, is certainly not prepared for it. And, and, and it's already arriving because the COVID money is no longer flowing into the state. So it's not even so much the next year. It's going to be the year after that when then, you know, things will really take the hit. It will be. I mean, the money's going to slow down. But look at how all of these programs and when you make these guarantees and they make these promises and so many times the progressives, they just want something. We're just going to fund it for five years. But then at the end of five years, when they go to cut it, now they say, well, you can't cut that. You know, people are dependent on that money. So it's never just temporary. And also keep in mind at the ACI, the correctional officers, $30 million in, over, in overtime. Forget about just what their normal budget is. Now, yet, do you need people? Yes, you need people to guard the, the, uh, the prisoners. You need people to work there, run the whole thing. But $30 million in overtime. That tells me there's, just, there's too much money. When, when you can throw out $30 million in overtime, and keep in mind, this is the same governor who doesn't want to give the attorney general's office two extra million to try to handle the volume of casework they have and the various lawsuits the state has to be involved in. He'll give $30 million to the union, uh, the correctional officers union, but but at the same time then won't, you know, fund money for the attorney general's office um, in order to properly run that office. I am telling you, think, things we have the wrong person in charge to handle this. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Next time you have an emergency, think AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Johnston. That's right in the Atwood Medical Center. And also 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's. AtMed Urgent Care, when you have an emergency, they specialize ambulatory medicine. They provide immunization, school, and sports physicals. At AtMed Urgent Care, they provide comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals families they're on duty at all times they're open seven days a week walk-in routine urgent care minor surgical now if you're in a car accident go to atman urgent care avoid the long wait at the emergency rooms they also do adult vaccinations laboratory testing atman urgent care when it's an emergency 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, that's right, in the Atwood Medical Center, and also 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, online at admedurgentcare.net. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the the, uh, website, depietro.com. Now, remember, when you're there, if you ever miss an episode, you just go into Radio Show. And then they're all listed in alphabetical uh, library fashion, really by, you know, date, time. It's all loaded right there. Many of the interviews that we have, it's all right there. It's happening. Now, there's also all the links to social media. Many of you hear me mention YouTube. You hear me mention Facebook, Facebook Live, and, and, uh, you know, all the other social media apps. All the links are right there at dipetro.com including all the episodes of cranston pd live so but right now i think look at what's happening in our society those flock cameras are very effective 
and they're using them in Providence. I think it's interesting. These are these special cameras. Now, they got them the first year for free, solar-powered, and they're able to track vehicles. Cranston's been using them. Cranston's been using them very, very effectively and had great success with them. I think it's interesting. interesting they're starting to use them in Providence. And one of the statements that was made was the amount of crimes that are committed with someone's using a vehicle, right? Whether it's a bank robbery, any type of robbery. If they're using a car, then they need to try to make their getaway. And these flock cameras certainly can detect, <clears throat> and, and it does a, a quick flash. It's really interesting when I've ridden with the Cranston police and boom, they find out about a vehicle that they're looking for, and it it there's a hit on it on one of the flock cameras. And in just a couple of weeks ago, as we were um, going after this uh, vehicle that was a stolen vehicle, it it kept hitting the flock cameras, F L O C K, these flock cameras as they were going through the city. So police come, keep come, coming under fire. Uh, wrongfully so in my opinion i'll tell you what else is is security guards and security and somehow that shoplifting is is acceptable and the amount of lawlessness people want to and i think one of the things is you know there's a protest in san francisco surveillance video where a 24 year old was shot and killed shoplifting from a walgreens now they're going to go after that individual very strongly um but it it doesn't sound you know, they can scream up and down, but people, look at what's happening. When you try to handcuff law enforcement and you allow people to be lawlessness, like that that New York City Marine who, uh, you know, the two, two million raised to try to defend him, vigilantes are going to step up. People are going to take action. So I want to play the piece about this uh, San Francisco story that's, it's really starting to take hold and... It's, it's a tough situation, you know, when you, you see all these videos of these people going in and just blatantly shoplifting. Outrage ...over the death of a man killed while allegedly shoplifting from a Walgreens. Surveillance video shows Banco Brown struggling with a security guard before he was shot and killed. Brown was unarmed. The DA says no charges will be brought against the guard. Nancy Chan has more, and we do want to warn you, the video is difficult to watch. Protests continued in San Francisco following the release of surveillance video by the district attorney's office showing the moments 24-year-old Banco Brown was shot and killed. I will be bringing uh, a complaint, a civil action complaint against Walgreens, a security company, and the, eight, and the uh, security officer himself. Famed civil rights attorney John Burris is representing Brown's family and says the shooting was unnecessary and unlawful i'm surprised that the district attorney after seeing that video chose not to go forward surveillance footage shows brown with a bag in his hand walking toward the exit the security guard michael earl wayne anthony blocks brown pushing and shoving him the guard then appears to punch brown several times before knocking him down to the ground the men continue fighting for several seconds until brown grabs the bag and heads to the exit he turns toward Anthony, who then fires a single shot at Brown, who died later at the hospital. Burris says the video shows Anthony as the clear aggressor. Security officer wasn't being beat up. The security officer was really physically punching on him, tossing him around like he was a rag muffin. But during an interview with police, Anthony says Brown threatened to stab him with a knife. The whole time we were wrest wrestling, she was saying that she was going to stab me. And that's what really put the fear in my heart. San Francisco District Attorney Brooke Jenkins said it was that interview and the video that in part fueled her decision not to pursue murder charges because Anthony instead acted in self-defense. We have to believe at the time that we charge a case that a jury of 12 would convict, not let's just charge the case and see what happens. Both Walgreens and the security company Anthony worked for have issued statements expressing condolences to Brown's family. 
Brown, who is transgender, was known for helping black transgender youth and had been struggling with homelessness in the weeks before his death. Tapes are just telling us everything we know, that Branko was murdered because of his crime of being hungry. You know, that, that is ridiculous. Listen to the way they spin that. Why was he stealing? Why was he punching a security guard? His crime was being hungry. You know, how many times? That is ludicrous. I can't believe someone even, you know, as we've seen them go in and steal watches and steal sneakers and steal other expensive items. What, what do you mean he's hungry? At a Walgreens? Then why wouldn't you go to a grocery store? Why was he stealing? Why was he punching the security guard? There's no accountability with that crowd. And I applaud the DA for standing up. That is a tough case. Someone is threatening to stab you. You fear for your life. And he would do it. Why was he stealing? And, and the same thing with that guy on the subway train. How many times did he be arrested? And they're so quick to go after the person that steps up to try to defend themselves. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401-885-4209 in Massachusetts. You can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane Heating and Cooling, it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button and remember all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment it's propane plus and remember with propane it's affordable sustainable equitable good for the environment and now it's renewable call propane plus today at 401-885-4209 in massachusetts call them at 508 508- 252-3359 they're very easy to navigate website it's propaneplus.com propane plus call them 401-885-4209 you're listening to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website dipetro.com rachel rollins Refuse to prosecute crimes like trespassing, shoplifting, breaking and entering, resisting arrest. Has resigned after this, this ethics probe. Let's listen to Fox 25 in Boston and the meltdown that she has. You're in front of my house with my children. We literally just pulled up here. Hold on one moment, folks. Here we go. Oh, we never even knocked the door. We're just parking here trying to... Hold on. Here my children? We literally... I don't know why he cuts out like that. Right, okay. That's unbelievable. We're not stopping you at all. We're yeah, not. but my kids are inside. Oh, we never even knocked the door. We're just parking here trying to figure out where we were going, and someone said we saw you here, so... Yeah, okay. Thanks. So something to see you. Yeah. We did. We no, did. I, I'm going to... Please... And you're going to put this on oh, here. This is your house. I'm yeah. Sorry. So as a black woman in this moment in this country, you're going to put my house on the screen? No, 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 ma'am. We're just here approaching you to ask you a question. Get away from my family. Speak to me at my job. If I get hurt or harmed because of this, you are on the record for that. Or my kids are are killed. Listen. Who do you think you are? Get this is private property. Okay, we're gonna get out of here. Get out. And you yeah. know what I'll do? I'll call the police works okay. with you Absolutely. so the rantings of a white woman get you here and scare my children no, 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 get no. off of our private property and i swear to god i'm dead it. serious You're i will find your name you. you can ask me somewhere else do not name. have a camera in front of my I house can give you my name get her I'm get them hiding. out of here this is the Please. boston I'm police hiding. i will have you arrested i swear to god okay. my it's children are gonna be hurt we're just here to ask a question you didn't even know where you live get away from my house i'm serious it's too bad that she's uh, stepping down with this ethics probe, of course. <clears throat> what a lunatic. Never should have been appointed. Never should have been appointed to that job to begin with. Rachel Rollins. Never. 
U.S. Attorney Resigning Ethics Probe. Little too late, little too late, but at least she is finally going to be out. Massachusetts U.S. Attorney Rachel Rollins, months-long investigation, political fundraiser. She doesn't belong in that job. Let's hear the story. State shocker. Thanks for staying up with us. I'm Glenn Jones. And I'm Priscilla Casper. Rollins' decision to step down coming in the wake of an investigation into her appearance at a political fundraiser and other political, uh, excuse me, potential ethics issues. Our Kirsten Glavin joining us live with the latest details. Kirsten. Glenn Priscilla, an attorney for Rollins, says she will be submitting her resignation letter to President Joe Biden by the end of the week, by the end of Friday. She's been serving as U.S. attorney now for the past 16 months. U.S. Attorney Rachel Rollins planning to resign after a months-long ethics investigation by the Justice Department's Inspector General. Rollins' attorney, Michael Bromwich, saying in part... She is optimistic that the important work she started will continue, but understands that her presence has become a distraction. The work of the Office of the Department of Justice is far too important to be overshadowed by anything else. I, Rachel Rollins. The probe is into an appearance Rollins made last year at a Democratic National Committee fundraiser, one that First Lady Jill Biden also attended. The focus was on whether Rollins violated the Hatch Act, which restricts political activity by federal government government employees. According to Associated Press sources, the investigation also included Rollins' use of her personal cell phone with business affairs and a trip she took to California paid for by an outside group. Rollins was sworn into her position in January of last year. I was um, surprised to learn of the news. Politicians across the board now weighing in. What I know of um, the U.S. attorney here is that she's been a really important impactful partner here in the city of Boston, has been present in a number of issues that have been really important to the community. Senators Elizabeth Warren and Ed Markey in a joint statement saying, Rachel Rollins has for years dedicated herself to the people of Massachusetts and equal justice under the law. We will respect her decision. On Twitter, Republican critic Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton posting, I warned Democratic senators that Rachel Rollins wasn't only a pro-criminal ideologue, but also had a history of poor judgment and ethical lapses. Rollins was the district attorney for Suffolk County until January of 2022 and the first black woman to serve as the top federal prosecutor in Massachusetts. She's known for her progressive prosecutor approach to law enforcement. Massachusetts isn't the only... Now, the Office of the Special Counsel, that's another federal watchdog group, says they'll be releasing another statement tomorrow morning. So certainly more to come on this. We're live in South Boston tonight. I'm Kirsten Glavin, NBC10 Boston. You know, she never should have been in that office. Uh, You could hear just the attitude that she took with the reporter regarding and immediately going to race. Um, You hear her mention that reporter so you're you're doing you're a white woman approaching me and blah 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 good riddance to rachel rollins you're listening to the john DePietro show get your driveway paved j perry paving letter j j perry paving high quality fair pricing exceptional service over 25 years experience specialized commercial paving residential paving seal coating Call for a free estimate today, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. Hey, learn about the benefits of asphalt paving. Whether it's a brand new paving project or a cracked driveway, it's affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. J. Perry Paving, a licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting your needs, no matter how big, how small contact them today for a free quote 401-732-1730 what a difference it makes for your driveway for your business parking lot j letter j j perry paving 401-732-1730 online at jperrypaving.com and look for them on facebook You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dupietro.com. Now on there, we have original video, original content, 
lot of original stories. All the episodes of Cranston PD Live, latest on Charlotte Lester. Um, I think it's interesting. There's a story that um, advocates call for limits as flock cameras expand. Well, you know, one of the things that happens is they have these new types of cameras that can read license plates. And it captures the image of, of uh, the license plate. And as a matter of fact, they, they just used it the other night and they were able to quickly apprehend someone that was involved essentially in a homicide. So, but you have these people that are objecting to it <laughs> and, and want to put it into it. This is a, the majority of crimes committed involves someone with a vehicle. I want to just play because I'm really at a loss as to why these different individuals are against these flock cameras. Let me just play just a little bit of it. How the cameras have been used so far and the plans to expand the program. She joins us now from Providence. These flock cameras have taken millions of photos of vehicles in Providence since they went live September 1st. And with no state or city law regulating them, there are ongoing concerns about how they can be used. On the night of February 14th, Zachary Richardson was crossing North Main Street, rolling a suitcase of items belonging to his mother, who had just died. The 38-year-old was hit and killed by a driver who left the scene. Located right near that intersection was this, a license plate camera installed by the Providence Police a few months earlier. It actually caught the incident on the in a still photo of the vehicle striking the, uh, the victim. Police Commander Kevin Lanny says once detectives got the plate number from that camera, they identified the registered owner as Alicia Pina, who was later charged. If not for the cameras, we would not have apprehended the suspect. There are 25 of these small solar-powered cameras operated by private company Flock Safety throughout the city of Providence. They were installed last year amid controversy. The city's then-leaders struck a deal to get the cameras for free for a year without so much as a public meeting about the idea before signing on the dotted line. The cameras take a photo of every car on the road. More than half a million just in the past 30 days in Providence, according to Flock, leading to concerns about privacy and government overreach. But Colonel Oscar Perez says the cameras are already leading to arrests, like in that deadly hit and run. When incidents like that happen around the city, right, that shock the conscience. The community expects the police department to act That's and right. respond and get an answer. If we were looking for your car for something, you know, we put the plate in. We asked detectives to show us inside the system. Lieutenant Dennis O'Brien punched in the plate number to our 12 news car. There we are. Our photo was captured twice just on our way to the police department that morning. 11 pictures in all from the past month as we happened to drive by flock cameras while gathering the news. Police can search for vehicles by make, model, and color, and even filter for bumper stickers and roof racks. In addition to searching the system, detectives can put a plate they're looking for on a hot list. If that car hits off of one of our license plate readers, we'll get alerted right away. We've made dozens of arrests with information we've gathered from our automated license plate readers. That's a huge concern that there's a huge database of all of this information that's just going straight to the police, that's being shared with other departments, that's being shared even with other states. Information about the comings and goings of all residents of Rhode Island. The ACLU of Rhode Island has been among the strongest critics of this technology. They don't need to know, you know, when I'm leaving and going to work every day. They don't need to know when I'm coming home from work. They don't need to know if I'm going to the grocery store. No one has an expectation of privacy driving down the road with their car. Providence police say the department has taken steps to prevent abuse of the system. 47 Providence officers can currently access it, all of them detectives or in the command staff, and the images are deleted after 30 days unless they need to be kept as evidence for an ongoing case. And these cameras will be covering more of the city soon. The Providence PD has signed a deal with Flock to install 60 new cameras later this year. Coming up new at 6 o'clock, how the cameras could be used to crack down on ATVs. In Providence, I'm Steph Machado, 12 News. See, I think this is great. This is modern-day policing. It's using technology. And the whole purpose is to make the community safer you're listening to the john DePietro show falcon pest services 12 months of the year you could have a pest problem serving rhode island and massachusetts called falcon 
Pest Services today, 401-739-1322. Free consultation, 401-739-1322. Locally owned and operated, serving Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. They offer services for termites, bed bugs, ants, roaches, mice, rats, in the summertime, spring, fall, mosquitoes, and many other pests. Call today for a free consultation, whether it's for your home or restaurant. Maybe it's once a year. Maybe it's once a month. Call Falcon Pest Services today. Free consultation, 401-739-1322. Residential and commercial, whether it's an office building, a school, a hotel, a restaurant, or your home. Call Falcon Pest Services today. Free consultation, 401 739 1322. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. There's an obit uh, in the Providence Journal, and it is someone that if you have listened to my program for many years, it was someone that used to call into my program many years ago, and it was a woman by the name of Anne from Cranston. And I am mentioned which is the highest honor, I'm telling you. Um, it stops you in your tracks when you're mentioned in someone's obituary that the, the big part of the joy of their life was they became known with their family and friends, in fact, that they were a caller to the John DePietro show as they listed 94 years old Anna Moretti and uh, mentioned she was always known to speak her mind often been heard calling our favorite radio program the john DePietro show and from cranston um it was interesting you know i i would uh, she would call me and we would have different chats she was somewhat politically incorrect she was um a real character and people you know really looked forward to her calls she had been a big trump supporter she was very outspoken against she would mispronounce names she'd say Ciceline instead of Cicilline she'd say Ramundi instead of Ramundo she um so but was what was a highlight was when I led the efforts with the uh Governor Chafee at the time would not call it a Christmas tree he would say the holiday tree and so I led a big effort and we you know, we packed the state house and we had a big group singing uh, Oh Christmas Tree. And I was featured on Fox. Jesse Waters interviewed me at the Rhode Island State House. It was on O'Reilly. I was on Fox and Friends. And um, and on one of the appearances on Fox News Channel, they said, well, we'd love to hear from some of your callers. So I had Cool Keith pull some of the sound. And um, we used Ann from Cranston. So everyone that was watching Fox, whenever they would do a segment, and 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 um and fox went after chafee pretty aggressively um they would use the sound of of the callers and you'd hear ian saying he is from Mars, mars and um and oh he's a moron <laughs> and it was just so comical that people coast to coast were hearing ian from cranston and then you know as can be the nature of the business we had a new manager come in and one of the first things he said, he didn't want Anne from Cranston to be on and wouldn't allow her to be on. And it was moronic and people missed her. And it was so insulting to her. He eventually left the station and went and destroyed a station in New York City. Um, complete no talent. But um, but it was a tough time. And we had to talk to Anne and then I had to negotiate. She could only call like once a week. And she called one time, and he was really rude to her, this total jerk. Um, and, you know, she was crying when, when they got off the phone. I mean, it was just terrible. But by and large, and then one time on my birthday, Cool Keith arranged, and I had two people who were highly entertaining to me. One was Walter Miller from Riverside, and then Ann from Cranston. We had the two of them in studio, and Walter was singing Happy Birthday, and I was howling with laughter genuine laughter uh with two people who i found really really funny but when you do talk radio and i've done it obviously for a period of time another host will tell you um you know you develop sometimes you know you talk to a lot of people and then there are just some people that you just kind of get a kick out of or you really click with with um with the audience and sometimes we'd play 
pranks on Anne, and um, and she would say various things. We'd replay her mispronouncing certain names like Miss Ramundi, um, and it it becomes like a, a real feel of the show, and in a good way. And those that listen to it and know it, identify it. People from the outside sometimes always get it. So, and I did obviously. I got to meet her. I met her several times actually. I invited her to an event. And uh, she came with a niece. She went. No, she was out of town, I think, for the Christmas tree. But um, but it is in the Providence Journal, and I'm very touched by it. And I will stop by her funeral service. So, um, but in her own way, later in life, she certainly carved an identity. And people would stop and always want to listen to uh, Anne from Cranston, who uh, has passed away. May she rest in peace. Get the most of your outdoor space with Limitless Outdoors. Call today for a free quote, 401-580-1852. Limitless Outdoors, they specialize in patios, walkways, steps. They did a fantastic job on my outside steps. Outdoor kitchens, landscape lighting, retaining walls, lawn installations, excavation, Call Limitless Outdoors today. Let's dream, build, and enjoy. 401-580-1852. Based in Smithfield, Limitless Outdoors. They also do indoor fireplaces or outdoor fireplaces. Limitless Outdoors. Call them today. Free quote. Get the most of your outside. You're going to love what they can do for you. 401-580-1852. 580-1852 Limitless Outdoors Dream, Build, Enjoy You're listening to the John DePietro Show It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM You can always listen online at the website dipietro.com You're going to hear the name Charlotte Lester in the news because the last time she was seen alive was Monday night may 16th of 2022 so this week is the one year anniversary of this woman that disappeared you're going to hear some different things in the news i already saw something mistakenly reported that the family's hoping for a safe return that's not true that's not accurate the family knows that she's not returning they're dealing in reality i don't know why the media would even put something like that Um, no the fact of the matter is the family is looking for justice in the, this matter. So as some of you, I think most of you may remember, I was uh, I covered the case very aggressively last summer. The Warwick police focused on one address. That's where we brought a lot of our attention. And then the individual of that address, 29 Staples Avenue in Warwick, attempted to, uh, came after me with a running gas-powered lawnmower so now that case was then dismissed again the media incorrectly says charge no it's not charges were dropped the case was dismissed there's a difference but with charlotte lester at this point family and friends in the know people that have been paying attention are looking for justice that's what they're looking for for the right person to be held accountable for what happened to this individual who was last seen charlotte lester last seen last may 16th monday night 10 o'clock heading up the hill to staples avenue now for those who have not followed the case we don't have a lot of these people say what's so special about that sometimes you hear about a missing individual um many times it is there's someone out of portsmouth who wanted to do self-harm and it sounds like they did do self-harm and they disappeared that would this was not not the case with with the charlotte lester case many times you have we do the silver alert someone wanders off but then they're found not always not always but many times they're found safely you have the tragic story in boston of that young boy was basically nonverbal 
Um, and someone said, oh, they just turn their head for a minute, and that's all it can take for a young child seemingly to knowingly or unknowingly enter into the water, and then they find the sandal. It's terrible. But a missing person case, it is, um, it's torture on the family. I've interviewed different people that have gone through it. It's the unknown. Jason Foreman, that was the mid-'70s, he went missing. That was torture on his family for seven years. I interviewed John Foreman. I also led the effort when Michael Woodmansey they were going to let him out. It was into the early 80s that then the police arrested Michael Woodmansey and the body and the remains of Jason Foreman were right in that house and in that house the entire time. It was uh, his father, Foreman's, uh, excuse me, Woodmansey's father had been an auxiliary police officer. So they mistakenly told him to just to conduct a search in his own home. But if, uh, if authorities had gone into the home that night, they would have found the body of, of Jason Foreman, who was killed by Wood, Michael Woodmansey. But it is, you know, I've interviewed the family members of it. It is such an unknown. They couldn't go anywhere. They couldn't travel anywhere. They couldn't focus on anything. Uh, it led, you know, to serious drinking problem, leads to depression, led to divorce. It takes over their life. Every time the phone rings, they think that maybe it's an update. Every time there's a knock at the door, every time a car pulls into the driveway, it's the last thing they think about going to sleep. It's the first thing they think of in the morning. And the entire time, the torture of that was that he was just right down the street from where he lived. It was his mother's birthday. He had been out playing. They called him to come home. And then it was like he vanished. So now with Charlotte Lester and the Lester case, she had a truck. She had a, um, lived in a condo right on the Warwick East Greenwich line. And she was chatting with some friends. She had a dog in the car. She was going up the hill to Staples Avenue where she had frequented and has never been seen again. Then her truck was found at Kent Hospital. The dog was found. Belmont Park off of uh, Post Road in the, off of, um, yeah, between Post Road and, and, right on Elmwood, off of Elmwood Avenue, actually. You come to the intersection of Elmwood and, um, and Post Road. So, and then, you know, just for those that have followed the case, if you haven't, if you go to the website, topetro.com, I posted more video than anyone would post more evidence. We also had a key piece of evidence that, that I stumbled into, that the individual whose house that they sat on had gotten himself a new mattress, which became a focal point of the investigation. Police were at that house for one full month, 24-7, with a guard, crime scene. Now, I still have faith that Warwick police are going to solve and bring charges in this case. I don't know when. They have an awful lot of evidence. What they don't have at this point is a body. I don't think they will have a body. And again, there are some parallels with the Anna Walsh case out of Cohasset, Massachusetts, and Brian Walsh, where it can be difficult if a dumpster is used. And in the case of Anna Walsh and Brian Walsh, as I've talked about, what is so tragic is they were able to get the remains of the dumpster that was in Swampscott, Mass., but they knew that Brian Walsh had visited dumpsters in Abington and Brockton, and they still were unable to locate her remains so it can be very difficult if someone is just as an example placed in a dumpster of some kind so both charlotte lester um that is the focal point this week you're going to see some things in the news about it uh the family continues to draw attention but i i do believe at some point i i still have faith i believe the case will be solved I believe police have a very strong working theory on what happened. It can be difficult. She was last seen on a Monday night, May 16th. Um, there is no evidence that she ran off anywhere. No credit cards, no cell phone, nothing like that. Police still withhold a lot of the evidence with it. But leaving the truck at Kent Hospital and then the dog, it just, none of it makes sense. Um, other than, you know, something happened to her.
So, so this week, but it's, it's difficult with some of these missing persons cases. Sometimes you have teens that run away. Sometimes that's the case. And then sometimes you have people that disappear that want to do self-harm. And there's a lot of that. That's not what this is. And then there are people like Anna Walsh that disappeared. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. The Coincid Inn, 226 Coincid Avenue in West Warwick, Rhode Island tradition since 1977. Delicious food, great atmosphere, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge. They can also accommodate large groups. A great meal, a feast is waiting for you at the Coincid Inn. Stop it and see them all year round. 226 Coincid Avenue in West Warwick. They're waiting for you at the Coincid Inn. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. It's incredible how much homelessness and the issue of it and shelters and who's going to pay for it and who's going to take care of these individuals. And every time you post a picture now, if I post a picture of someone laying down in a doorway on the street, uh, it's incredible the amount of people that come in and start to think that the state, the government, should take care of them. Let's hear the latest now regarding the uh, shelter closing at the Armory. has announced new options for people experiencing homelessness. As we've been reporting, the Cranston Street Armory closing as of today. We reported last week that there would be 55 rooms opening up at the Motel 6 in Warwick. Also, the Community Care Alliance... We'll add 40 hotel rooms in Woonsocket and in North Smithfield. Crossroads, Rhode Island, adding 10 beds at their Broad Street facility. And Emanuel House in Providence has a total of 20 beds available. This story is developing. We'll have more details throughout the day on 12 News and on WPRI.com. Now, the, um, the situation, folks, we, we have more and more people that seemingly they want, as I've said, they want free housing. And we, you can really see it as the West Coast. A lot of those individuals, uh, they're not looking for, as I've said, low. A lot of people say, you know, low-income housing. That's not what that is. This isn't Section 8. It's not low-income housing. They want free housing. They want state, different states. They want Rhode Island to put them up. They don't want to have to work. We're getting more and more people that are, as they say in the Green New Deal, they choose not to work. doesn't mean they're not capable they can come up with different reasons why they can. I know some people say, well, you know, the reason they can't work is because they're homeless. Well, it kind of goes hand in hand. Um, one of the reasons they're homeless is because they won't work. There's nothing healthy about it. There's nothing productive about it. It starts to become a big drain on society. <clears throat> and it, it seemingly is not going away anytime soon. Now, also, there was violence Mother's Day. Providence Police investigating. And this was uh, shortly about 11 o'clock, Manton Avenue. There was some kind of a gathering. And then the next thing you know, uh, someone went out, some disagreement at some kind of, a, you know, the weather was great, a Mother's Day get-together party. And then someone comes back with a handgun and starts shooting, and it leads to a homicide. This is um, Story Channel 12. Investigating a late-night homicide. Officers called to Manton Avenue late last night where they say one person was shot and killed. A second person now in custody. 12 News reporter Joe Cortez tracking the developments. He is live this morning in our breaking news center. Joe. Morning, Kate and Patrick. Reports came in around 11 o'clock last night for a man being shot. Police have confirmed that victim was transported to Rhode Island Hospital and was pronounced dead. Now, here's the scene last night over on Manton Avenue where police were setting up tape as well as markers uh, for a confirmed homicide investigation. As for the suspects, police have taken one individual into custody overnight. Major David LePayton said after speaking with witnesses, they put out a description of the suspect's vehicle. State police were able to track and stop that vehicle over near Route 4, and according to Major LePayton, they believe the shooter targeted one particular person at a family party. What we're getting so far is looks like there might have been a, uh, a party here, maybe celebrating Mother's Day, uh, family, friends, argument. Somebody went out to the car outside in front of the house, brought a gun back into the backyard and started shooting. 
This is still an active homicide investigation. Police are expected back on scene today, and they're still looking into whether or not any more suspects are involved. We will keep you updated as soon as we learn more information. Reporting live from the Breaking News Center, Joe Cortez, 12 News. Now, actually, as much as that does sound bad, and it is, obviously, but that is, in fact, um, fifth homicide of the year. I mean, that's way down from where it's been in the past. Not trying to minimize it. Uh, obviously, any type of loss of life is serious, but when you look at the, the grand scheme of things, that's that's basically one homicide a month, right, since it's number five or into May. And previous years, I mean, it's been, you know, at the end of the year, 22 homicides. Um, it's It's been a lot, so it's it's far better than it has been. I can tell you that Providence Police definitely have been, um, you know, very proactive, and their policing is very proactive. It's not easy. It's really difficult to um, also some of these areas, you know, they, they deal with language barriers. They deal, not everyone has legitimate IDs. Uh, government uh, officials, uh, elected officials in Rhode Island, they've really made the state far more transient than it used to be. Um, you know, it, it's, it's one thing you have people that are moving into a state that are maybe coming in because they re- received a new job here. But what, what you have instead is you have a lot more people that seemingly are, they're just in and out of the state and they're coming for different reasons where what they're doing is is they're coming in here for either nefarious purposes or they you know they just have no business in in being here so or or no they're up to no good so to speak there's far more of that than it used to be and a lot of it has to do seemingly with the climate that some of the public officials put forward. Do you notice that? Um, And then, of course, you're going to get some of the different uh, individuals that just want to come in and want to, in fact, take advantage of uh, a lot of the, the, some of the things that the state has to offer as far as public resources. But those resources that the state offers, they're supposed to be for residents. They're not supposed to be just for anyone that wants to come in and take advantage. And many times, as you know, it's people from foreign lands. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Listening to The John DePietro Show, it's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. Folks, visit the website. On the website, you'll see all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, Instagram, even TikTok. Plus, if you want to reach me, that's the best way to do it. We have unique, original stories, videos, content. Log on right at the website, dipietro.com. Thank you.